yo this word right here when i tell you it is going to really get you together if you are a person that has been given instructions from god and you have been double-minded about what to do if you have felt like i don't have the full picture so i'm not doing anything until god fills in all the blanks this is going to push you off the edge of where you're standing and really help you take that leap of faith let's get into the word verse one then the lord said to moses <laughs> i love that the first verse is just straight like that then the lord said to moses period verse two tell the israelites to turn back and encamp near pi hahathereth between milk and the sea they are to encamp by the sea directly opposite baal savan Anybody that says Jesus does not give instructions, you have not been listening to God. You have not been spending time with God. And for those that are like, but I'm in my word, but I serve at church, but I'm reading and I'm believing and I'm declaring. Keep on doing it at the right time. He will speak to you. Verse 14, we're at the point where God has already granted the prayers and cries of the Israelites. When they were saying, free us from Pharaoh, he's wilding. He got us in a chokehold. He's not even paying us enough to survive. First of all, what he's paying us is legit slavery. We're slaves to Pharaoh and it's not okay. So God is freeing them. So verse 14 is the instructions for this freedom to actually be out of the control of Pharaoh. Verse three, let's get it. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. Can I get a high lay? Hallelujah. <laughs> because the Lord not only gave them instructions, he told them why he was giving them instructions. I don't know about you, but I've been told things by God that did not come with why you should. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, now I can use Exodus 14 to be like, Big G, Dad, Pop, yes, big man upstairs, my God, my Lord and Savior. I know you will give a why. If it be your will, please tell me why. No matter what, don't let that why stop you from in, from being obedient to what God is telling you to do. You got to go. You got to move. You got to obey. And you have to believe. Let's go to verse 4. It's going it's gonna to keep coming. Okay, it's going to keep coming. Stay with me. Exodus 14, verse 4. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. Remember in verse one, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, the Lord gave all this background to Moses. He didn't tell the Israelites, number one, what the path was going to be. Number two, why he put them on that path. And number four, what will be the result of him putting them on that path? But it does say at the end of verse four that the Israelites did it. Even though the order only came from the leader who was Moses in this chapter, those following him obeyed it. What? is the authority figure i mean i'm sorry who is the authority figure in your life right now who i know for the wives it's your husband okay i know for those that are children which are all of us it is your parents and it is also the lord our god i know for those with a job 
it's the people that we report to, whether it be the boss, the owner, it be the manager, whomever it is, a true authority figure in the workplace. For those on the sports team, it's your coach. In every role of life, there's an authority figure that's giving you instructions to do something. Will you do it? Will you obey? And even if you don't completely understand why they're telling you to do it, you got to trust that God going to crack them on the head if they out of line. And God will tell you, but don't let it be a flesh that's stopping you from obeying just because you don't know the full reason why you're being told to go on, on this path. Hello, Israelites. Verse 5. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready. And took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots. Along with all the other chariots of Egypt. With officers over all of them. Verse 5 through 7 is outlining his inventory. Okay. It is telling us right now. Pharaoh was so bothered by his decision to let them go. And felt so dumbfounded for doing it. Him not realizing that the Lord, his God, well, it ain't even his God. Come on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Correct me. I'm talking fast. <laughs> Pharaoh realized what I did was not even my own doing because the Lord had made him do it. And he didn't know that because he didn't believe in the Lord, our God. And so he round up everything. It tells us everything. It says all. A-L-L-O. He round up everything. The army, the chariots they rode on. He round, And then it was the best at that. Verse 8 says, The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Israelites were being bold. The Israelites were being obedient. Yet God still had the very thing he freed them from pursue them. God has given you courage to obey him. Yet you still feel the weight the burden. You still see it in your purview that you are being pursued. What do you do? Do you now doubt that God ever had you to be set on this path? Do you now question if your boldness was God from the beginning? Or do you remember this Bible story where it was God that hardened his heart after the same God told Pharaoh to let them go? Yet in that hardening, he knew that the Israelites we're doing what they were supposed to do. So why send him after me if I'm obeying you, God? Let's keep reading. Verse 9. The Israelites, all, A-L-L, there go that word all again. All Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they overcamped by the sea near Pahatharoth, opposite baal Zephon. Overtook them, and my understanding from reading this is not that they had already captured them and had them chained up and locked in the chariots. Overtook them meant they had nowhere to go. It meant that as the Israelites as the Israelites were looking forward, they know what's ahead. It is the sea. Imagine in your boldness, you look ahead and you see a roadblock. Yet behind you, you still see the thing that he freed you from, and they come in with everything they I'm like, God, why is it getting harder for the thing you told me to go to? 
God, why is it getting harder? And why do I feel the weight of these things, God? Why do I see it pursuing me if I'm being obedient and being courageous and bold in my obedience? And why are you letting it even get so close to me that it's affecting things? Because again, we walk by faith and not by sight. Are we going to allow what we see ahead of us or behind us to stop us from believing that God will supernaturally create what's not even there? That God will supernaturally do a thing we haven't even seen or heard before? Let's remember who we serve in these times where we're being pursued. Let's remember who we serve in times where we're being bold with obedience. Not bold in our own accord, but bold out of obedience for what God told us to do even when it made no sense. Let's get into verse 10. As Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up. And there were Egyptians marching after them. Wilding. Really, God, you going to let them come upon me? So we know what happened then. This is what verse 10 says. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. You better call on him. Stop acting like you're not scared. I know there's a common phrase that fear and faith can't exist at the same time. But by faith, they obeyed God. And they went on a path that made no sense. Because remember, in verse 1 through um, 3... It tells us what Pharaoh will think, but it also tells us that they'll be encamped by a sea. It's like, come on, God. Come on. I'm already going on this weird path. You know we can't swim. It's like, no. <laughs> they probably could swim. But you know for sure, everybody with them could swim. You know for sure, it had to be some elderly with them that didn't have the strength to swim. You know for sure, it had to be some kids with them that were going to have to be carried on their back. And so he's sending them on a path that will lead them to the sea. They do it, and yet they're being pursued. And now we read in verse 10 that they were terrified and cried out. It's okay to be on your path and still be scared. It's okay to be on your path and need to cry out from God. He doesn't give you instructions and expect for you to just go about your business. He gives you instructions because the first step he gave you, he wants you to come back to get the next step. Many times we get the vision, we get the idea, we get the first step. And we say, you know what? I got it from here, God. And that's not his desire for, for us. He wants us to cry out to him. And now how they felt in they crying out, that all depends on the person, right? Because even sometimes we can feel so bold, it can become ego. We need to cry out to God. God, check me if I'm doing too much. Check me if I'm moving too fast. Check me if my pace is not aligning with your grace, Lord God. But also check in with God. God, I'm terrified. I'm moving and I'm doing, but I'm doing it shakily. I'm doing it double-mindedly. God, check me and help me reveal to me and show me. Let's get into verse 11. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us up out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Lee, let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Now we know the human mind and the flesh is what stirred up these words to come out their mouth. We cannot allow whatever amount of fear, hurt, doubt, and uncertainty we feel to have us to want to go back to the very thing we beg God to free us from. Verse 11 and 12 shows us that they were truly considering going back to the very thing they asked to be free from because they were unsure if what was ahead would work out. Who do we serve? 
Who do we obey? Now, if you are doing your own thing and it was not God's doing to tell you that, then you should absolutely be concerned. But in this case, they were not only obedient to God, but they were obedient to the authority figure God put in place to tell them the way to go. Like, how we end up here? Stop playing with it, though. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. So let's get into verse 13. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Now, I don't know if this was a part of the prophecy that God gave Moses when he said, not only will I save you from Pharaoh and all the ratchetness that's attached to him, the attacks, but Moses was speaking by faith. Okay. If we don't know nothing else, we know he was speaking by faith. And if what God told him on that mountaintop had his faith to also believe this, that they had no reason to be afraid, had them and Moses to believe that they should stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Moses knew they were about to get wiped out. (laughs) Y'all, oh my God. Reading the word of God is so fulfilling. It truly helps us to all realize nothing is new under the sun i thank y'all so so much for listening with me for getting fed by the word of god with me and if you want to hear this full episode you have to download the prayer plug mobile app it is free it is in every marketplace it is going to fill you up when you download this app and especially when you listen to these bible studies And when you stay plugged in every day, because you're getting a new prayer, you are getting a new scripture, you're getting a fresh focus every day. And it takes three minutes of your day to read the word, to meditate on it and to share it. We want to share it. We want those connected to us to get prayed up and to get plugged in. I thank you so much for being who you are. And that is a child of God. You will love more than you can ever ask, think or imagine.